What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender. Adam Ronis here from the Fantasy Alarm Show. What's up, Ronis? Oh, first half of the week is already under, you know, out of the way. And uh, for those who are listening right now, guess what? Tonight would be Giants Washington for Thursday night football. Some exciting stuff happening, man. How you doing? Doing well, yeah. You know, the weeks tend to fly by, you know, and now we start to settle into our routine. You know, last week was a little wild because it was the start of the season. We still had drafts going on. Now you start to get used to your routine. And yeah, we have uh, one night away from Thursday night football, obviously recording this Wednesday night. So uh, we know how it goes, man. The weeks tend to fly by. They really do. Like they really, really do. Like your, your week ends on Monday night football. And then you've got Tuesday and Wednesday that are like fight for waivers. And then before you know it, you're already back into, into Thursday. Like I used to do. So, you know, in the jam on fantasy football league that I, I run, you know, we're, we're going into where this is our seventh season of, of doing it. And there's been no turnover uh, except we stopped taking, bringing in listeners from, you know, from Sirius XM and just replace it with, you know, two more rock stars. One guy from Mo, the other guy from uh, the Revivalists, and uh, and whatever. When we started it seven years ago, I had more time on my hands, right? I like you know I'm grinding as always, but I was always I I wrote game recaps, you know, just to like just to talk shit, right? Because it was fun, you know, it was it was great to just crack on everybody in the league, and then. You know, then the email chains, you know, that that develop after that where this guy's talking shit about that guy and this guy's saying this about that guy. And it was like really entertaining. Well, last year I got destroyed, obviously, with, you know, baseball starting late and basketball starting and, and the covid shit and all of that was overlapping with football that from work wise, I just I got destroyed. And and all these guys sat there and, and bitched to me about not doing game recaps for them and, you know, uh, you know, yelling at me for it. And then coming into this year, you know, are you doing it? Are you doing it? Uh, and I was like, ah, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll do it. I didn't do a draft recap article. So then they're giving me even more shit. And it's like, I got to get this fucking article done before the, the next round of games go. And there's no time. Yeah, it, there's definitely no time. It's just, you have no time to breathe because you turn around, you're doing waivers, you're setting lineups, you're writing articles, and oh damn, now I got to start answering lineup questions. It's a game Thursday night, so yeah, there usually is no time to breathe. There isn't. I don't know. How do we get by? How do we get by? Adam, you want to write some game recaps for me? No, you're not doing anything, are you? Oh yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, by the way, you'll be proud of me. I, I DVR'd the uh, the thirty for thirty for the Mets. I watched the first two episodes after my alarm after hour show, so it was two a.m. and I stayed up till three forty five watching it. I was just like, I gotta watch it, man. So yeah, uh, late night, and um, I probably will watch. I'm DVRing it. It's on now as we're recording. I probably will watch it after this because the Mets are shitting the bed again. I don't know why I keep watching. I've said that they're done. Um, <sighs> 
Um, wait, 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 it's it's more than two parts. Oh yeah, yeah. Parts three and four are today from eight to nine and nine to ten. So I'm DVRing it right now. Oh, all right, you know what? I'm just erasing that shit. That I'm like, I don't know who's got time to watch four parts of this nonsense. Oh, stop! It's it's pretty good, man. It's uh, it's it's sad though seeing Dwight Gooden, bro. It just it just breaks my heart, man, just seeing this guy and what he's been through. Yeah, well, yeah, drugs will do that to you, man. Yeah, the 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 booger. But I mean, for both so him, good. for him and Strawberry, though, it goes back to their childhood, though, too. You know, they had some traumatic things happen. Really? Do you want to show me on the doll where they got touched? Well, I mean, I don't even want to go there. But if it was, I mean, you shouldn't really joke about that shit, bro. For real, that happens to a lot of people. It does happen to a lot of people. But yeah, I mean, Strawberry got right. beat. No, Strawberry and his brother got beat by their dad and. Um, he said that uh, him and his brother, I think he, they were like 12, 13 at the time. Like they had a knife and he's like, if their mom didn't stop them, they would have killed their dad. Hmm. They just got so pissed off. And, you know, Gooden, Gooden's uh, mom shot his dad. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah. So I guess his dad was cheating. And I think Gooden as a kid mentioned, oh, yeah, dad always goes to this house. So she showed up and she shot him. I did not know that. Uh, for the same token, though, my dad was an abusive alcoholic. Okay. I mean, everyone responds differently. But also, dude, they were they were in New York getting paid a lot of money at a young age. I mean, Gooden came up at 19, bro, and you're in New York in the middle of the cocaine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it wasn't easy. And Strawberry, bro, he was talking about how he almost quit baseball. He was sent down to Tennessee, and they would call him the N-word. They were derogatory to him. And he's like, you know what? I just didn't want to play anymore, man. I'm sitting there and people, you know, I'm homesick. He's from Cali, in Compton, actually. And he's like, people are hurling insults at me. It's like, I almost gave up. I didn't want to play. And then everyone looked at Strawberry as the savior. Like he came up as a young kid. I mean, look, no excuses, right? You hope you have a better infrastructure around you. But I see how they went down that path. They came to New York. In the mid 80s, in the middle of the cocaine epidemic, you're a rock star. You can get anything you want. You're out partying. It's no excuses. Right. But you can see how it went there. And I know some some people are just have no sympathy for people like, oh, they have a lot of money. They have everything handed to them. It goes beyond that. And I think people forget that sometimes they only look at it like, well, you you're you had money. You were in New York. Like, how can you fuck that up? Well, everyone goes through shit, man. You know, just because like you, not you, but I'm saying the person listening, well, I didn't do that. And, I, and, and I'm one like I didn't never got into drugs, bro. Never nothing. So I could say it, I could come from that high horse and say it. But everyone's situation is different. Now, and I, I do feel sympathy for them. I mean, you could say at this point with Gooden, yo, how how is he still going through shit that I get because this shit has been going on for a long time with him. So I understand that. But I also well, don't if you know never if you never deal with the problem. Right. Like, that's the thing, man. I mean, if you, you know, for, for good to still be going through a bunch of shit, it, it's clear. It's a clear sign that he never really dealt with the issues and he never yeah. dealt with the problems. And and that's, you know, that that's, I you know, I'm not going to say that I'm going to lose sympathy for him. But, you know, if you know that this shit is just it's it's affecting your life over and over and over again and it's constant bad decision after bad decision you know at some point you have to look and say 
I need help with this. And it's not even not just talking about going to therapy. Listen, I was in therapy for 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 ages dealing with the shit with my dad, like for ages doing it. And, um, you know, I, I learned how to deal with it, you know, internally, you know, so that now here as as an adult and listen, I have my problems with alcohol. Absolutely. And, you know, like the wake up call was like, I'm going to end up just like my fucking dad. And, uh, you know, so, you know, somebody like Gooden, I mean, that that's the thing you you have to you have to want help. I mean, we see athletes listen, we see athletes piss away their fortunes all the time. I remember watching a special where I saw Leon Spinks sweeping up a, a high school gym in like Ohio somewhere. I mean, well, that, look, he was the heavyweight champion of the world. And then you have guys who turn it around like Darren Waller, you know, Darren yeah. Waller, went, you know, so. But yeah, I mean, look, with good the thing with Gooden that's just real depressing is that dude was fucking dominant, man. Like, and he just threw it away. And I think that I don't know, oh, you didn't watch it yet, but at that, I think it was towards the end of episode two, there was a day he was getting knocked around and you could see him sweating. And he was probably on drugs, man. And it's just a shame because that dude, that dude was 24 and four with a 1.53 ERA in his second year in the major leagues, bro. The pressure that he came in with New York, he was looked at it and to perform like that and then just Throw it away, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's sad to me, man. You know, I just, it's just like, damn, man, how could you just waste it? But, you know, he just fell into it deep. You know, Strawberry seems to have turned it around a little bit more. You know, I know he's like religious now and everything, but yeah, man, it's just crazy. And then Keith Hernandez had, you know, the cocaine use early and, you know, he was investigating when he's on the Mets, but, and he didn't want, I didn't, he didn't even want to come to the Mets, man. He thought about retiring. It was because Whitey Herzog had, uh, a vendetta against him. I guess there were three players in the Cardinals who were using drugs. So Whitey said, all right, I know there's three of you come talk to me. And the one who did it was Hernandez. And that's when they traded him. So he said, he's like, yeah, I think Whitey did this. You know, he was thought he was sending me to Siberia. And he goes, he was because the Mets were bad. But then, you know, he helped turn it around. And his dad told him, like, you know what? This team looks like they're going to be good. Just go there. And he's like, you know what? My dad's usually right, so I'm going to go. But he thought about seriously like retiring because he didn't want to go to the Mets because they were, you know, they were bad for a while. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, there was a lot of interesting stories on there, man. But yeah, just Gooden. And I got to interview Gooden, I don't know, like five, six years ago when his book came out mm-hmm. at Sirius XM. And you could just see it. I'm like, God damn, you could just see the wear and tear of life on that man's face. Yeah. Well, again, if you if you never deal with it, then it, it's it's going to damage you even more. It really is. I mean, listen, obviously, you know, I didn't I didn't have millions of dollars thrown at me and, and you know, whatever, uh, you know, growing up and shit. But, you know, like, I, you know, going through what I went through as a as a kid, I mean, listen, I would you know, I would say that was the middle child, man. I was like I would I would fight. I would pick a fight with my dad just because I knew that he was either going to hit my younger sister or. He was going to beat up my brother and my brother just my brother. You know, I love my brother back then. You know, we're, we're estranged now because of all the other family drama and bullshit that happens. But, you know, I would I would pick a I'd see my dad. I would know the mood that he was in. And so to keep him away from my brother, my sister or my mother, I would pick the fight with him and I would take the beating. Yeah, and it was no. it was not fucking fun. And, you know, it just, you know, and, and that kind of shit affects you later on in life because then all of a sudden you become the uh the 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 caretaker 
of everybody, your friends, your girlfriends, you know, you know, other family members, whatever the case may be, like you take it on because and you don't let them take care of themselves because you feel the need to to do it. And and that shit fucks you up later on in life. You know, oh, it's well. like it screwed up relationships of mine on a regular basis because I was always trying to, you know, to 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 come to the rescue. Yeah, I mean, there's always psychological things that happen when you're young that sometimes you don't see till you're older. And Strawberry was saying his dad told him, you're never going to be shit. He told him that. He's like, you're never going to be shit. And Strawberry said, you know, that stuck with me. And baseball was my escape. And I wanted to prove to him that I was going to be something. So and he found it, the salvation on the diamond with his baseball skills. So that is that is one thing, man. You don't realize what you say to kids that could have an impact on them. Because I remember my ex's son, he had like an earring and he would tell me he would go to his dad's house and the grandmother and they would like make fun of him. And I could see the hurt in his eyes, you know, and I was like, that's that's bullshit. Uh, you know, I told him, nah, don't listen to them, you know, but it doesn't matter that the kid loved his, his dad, you know, and to hear that shit. So, you know, people don't realize, you know, the shit you say to your kids can affect them later in life. My parents came home from taking my older brother to go visit a college. He went to go visit the University of Rochester. Right? They came home. I was sitting on the couch watching TV. It was, you know, later on at night when they they had come home. But I was just, you know, I was there and I was taking care of my my sister. Uh, my dad was in a fucking horror show of a mood, and he grabbed himself, uh, you know, something to drink, and fucking, you know comes in he starts to bitch to me about something with, with with school and and then he's like oh yeah we got you this he takes a a university of rochester sweatshirt and he fucking throws it at me he's like that's the closest you'll probably ever get to going to college yeah i mean it's <laughs> like really up. dude yeah. really it's like are you fucking kidding me it's it's unbelievable dude yeah listen parental abuse is uh, you know whether it's mental or physical um, it's a downright nightmare, but you have to fucking deal with it. You have to understand, you have to learn that it's something that you have to deal with. Otherwise you're just destined to repeat it over and over again. Well, you know, some people do and some people don't, you know, it all depends. Um, so I mean, again, I just, I just hated watching the talent of strawberry and good and go to waste. I know good and came back a little bit. It was with the Yankees and through the no hitter, but still, man, that guy's career could have been legendary for what he did. I mean, hitters went into the box knowing they had no chance. They just went up there and I said, I'm not going to be able to hit this guy, that fastball and that curve. All right, whatever. And it was just wasted, man. Yeah. It was definitely wasted. Um, all right. Well, my lord, life well, this, lessons this here. <laughs> this started off on a totally different note than I thought it was going to. That's be. what we do. We freestyle. We never know what direction we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't put shit in the GPS. We just fucking drive. There's no GPS for us. There's no <laughs> GPS for us whatsoever. That's a good point. That is a very good point. Well, um, I'm down. looking forward to watching it. Uh, now that I know I got a, I got a DVR, two more parts to it now. I'll just, you know what I'll do? I'll just go pick a fight with my wife. We'll argue. And then she'll just go <laughs> off into the storm off into the bedroom and I'll just be able to sit and watch it before I pass out for them. No, I will say the 30 for 30s are phenomenal. ESPN does a great job with them. And there's probably a lot of good ones I missed, 
But man, they do good shit. And I know, obviously, I have more interest in this one being a Mets fan. But even ones that are not my teams, they do a good job. They do do a very good job. I've seen some great 30 for 30s. Uh, I've seen some mediocre ones. But overall, yeah, I do think they do a, a very good job with that. Yeah. Four parts, though, for the Mets, the 86 Mets. Come on. Dude, they were they were they were an insane team. I mean, I was too young, but looking back on it, man, they just they had dude, they had some wild personalities. They they were fighting and just the way, you know, the, how New York was so bad and then just boom. Um, it just sucks that they only won one title. They won what 98 games in 85 and didn't make the playoffs, man, because they lost to the Cardinals at the end. But um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting too. In 86, they were like, Yeah, Whitey Herzog knew they were not fucking catching the Mets. They he's like, Yeah, this team, uh, they're too good. And they almost didn't win, man. You know, that was uh that was how, a while. How old were you in 86 when this Eight. all went down? Eight. So I don't remember it like very vividly. You know, the first game I went to was 87. I went to first Shea Stadium game was June of 1987. I remember it was a Friday night. Johnny Mitchell was pitching. And then I happened to go the next day when Dwight Gooden was pitching. And it, wait, 87 was his suspension, right? I think 87 was his drug suspension for two months, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I must have seen him right when he came back from suspension then. Wow. All right. So, I mean, so, so you... As a as a small child, seeing that with the Mets, it's the equivalent of me watching the the Yankees of the late seventies winning their titles when I was like you know seven eight years old as well. Um, there's not right. Is there anything better than when you're a little kid and you're a huge baseball fan and your team just destroys it and wins the whole thing? My God, the late seventies were unbelievable for Yankee fans. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well. I'm just hoping I get to see another Mets championship in my lifetime. And I'm worried about that. What do, what do, what do you think? Who, who Do I get a Jets Super Bowl before or after you get another Mets championship? Oh, my God. That is a great question. I'd have to say I'd have to say Mets only because they have went to the World Series and they do have a new owner with a lot of money. But then again, man. I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. I just probably lean the Mets, but I would have put heavy money on that. <laughs> we should, we should, we should put a bet on it here, right? Like I'll take the Jets winning the Super Bowl. You take the Mets winning the World Series. We'll put like we'll put a grand on it. And but it's it's more than that. Like, no, like, yeah, like, like loser, like loser of that bet has to like take the winner to like fucking Vegas or something like that. Because, I mean, we'll be like 80 in our 80s yeah, when that shit that's happens. that's true. You might want to skip the Vegas part. I can't make it. <laughs> my, my hip is hurting. I don't think I can get on this flight. I don't want to. Do they still get those penny slots? <laughs> By then, it'll be all cards, right? I mean, I'm surprised they even have coin slots. I mean, everything is cards now. It is all cards now. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. So So the loser has to go to the old age home of the winner and <laughs> present them <laughs> with a jersey of the winning team. There okay, it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, you feel confident in that bet for the Jets? Do I? Dude, let me, let me tell you something, man. You're going to end up having to, like, what, come visit my grave? There's no chance that I'm going to see a Jets Super Bowl in my lifetime. None. None. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look. I uh, I don't know with the Mets, man. I mean, look, again, I feel good with Steve Cohen. 
taken over. But I mean, this year has just been pathetic. Like, I can't believe they're, they're like over the last week, they're still Mets fans. Like, oh, well, they still. I'm like, guys, are you fucking watch this team the last two fucking months? They got no fucking shot. And I'm not even saying that because they're getting beat by the Cardinals now. I told you this. I said Sunday night was my last hurrah of the season. All right, they beat the Yankees. Lindor had three rounds. All right, cool. They're not making it. Like, they all these teams in the NL wild card have sucked. That's the only reason why they're mathematically in it. What leads anyone to believe that this team is going to win, like, 10 out of 11? 10 out, it's not happening. Like, I get – that's where, like, I think fans' optimism sometimes – they, it's blurred. I like to be realistic. I don't like to put the cheerleading suit on. Oh, yeah, this team's great. They got no, this team doesn't have a shot. If you think they do, you have not been watching for the last two months. You just haven't. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, those delusional fans who I mean, those are just those are people who can't who can't refuse to. They refuse to see their team for exactly who they are. They can't evaluate without bias. They can't do it. Yeah, and it's you know, and that's important for you guys when it comes to fantasy and betting. You can't do it with your heart. I've heard some people like, "Oh yeah, you can draft someone on your team because you want to see them and root for them to do well." Yeah, you can, but it might cost you a victory. You know, like, yeah, it's great to have a guy that on your fantasy team that you root for because you watch that team, but don't draft like that. You know, like take the best player. I mean, I was going to use the Cowboys as an example, but that's a bad one because they got all their guys going high. Yeah, draft Cooper, draft Lamb, draft Dak, you know. But like say you're a fan of the Texans. Like, come on, man. You got like one relevant player, Brandon Cooks. That's it. You know, you can't be drafting uh, David Johnson in round seven. Mark Ingram in round nine or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Shit like, like, and, and I think the common player does that. I think our listeners are more sophisticated, savvy level, so they don't do that. But, you know, you always get some new listeners or some casual players who are jumping in and trying to learn, and you shouldn't be drafting with your heart. You should not be drafting with your heart, no doubt about it. Although I tell you, man, if you're a Chargers fan, this could have been an interesting year for you, right? You draft Eckler. In the first, then you take Keenan Allen in the third, and then you know, like sixth, seventh round, you get yourself a little Justin Herbert and, and Mike Williams. And yeah, and Mike couple, Williams. A couple of rounds later, after that, Mike Williams. Yeah, I mean, again, that's all logical. It's a crazy stack. I have that in a uh, in a league in a in a, in a in a best ball league. It should be good this week against Dallas. Oh, jeez. You see, Demarcus Lawrence broke his yeah, foot. I did. It's unbelievable. It's every every year. It's something, man. So now they got <laughs> him and Randy Gregory out, and they didn't even get a sack last week. Right on, on top, you know, and then on top of the fact that Lyle Collins is suspended for five games for substance abuse, um, you know, and uh, what's Zach Martin's deal this week? He's know? back. He's back. Mm-hmm. But the Chargers' offensive line is ridiculous right now. Yeah. So what's the, what's the spread in that game? Let me three see. and a half. Chargers a favorite. It's it. It's three and a half. This line's gonna move. Uh, I don't know if it will. I mean, you don't think so? No, nah, I don't think so. Huh. Yeah. I think the I I think the total open the totals moved. I think it opened on at fifty one. It's up to fifty five. That's the one thing. I mean, I usually don't do it, but it's something I might start to look at more. Is look at those numbers on Sunday and Monday because. You can get if you if you're strong on one side, you can get a good number. Like I think the Chiefs opened as two and a half, 
over the Ravens. I think it's up to, uh, is it up to three? Chiefs Ravens. Uh, it's it, what, three and a half up? now. Three yep. and a half. Yeah. So with a 55 with a, over under. Yeah. I see 55 and a half on DK. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, I'll tell you what, you know what? Let's, uh, let me, let me pop open, uh, DraftKings. So we're on the same page here. And, uh, let's, uh, Let's let's take a quick timeout, commercial break, and then when we come back, Adam Ronis and Howard Bender taking a look at the lines for week two of the NFL season. Just an early look. No straight out picks, just maybe some leans here and there and get you guys ready. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Adam, I got the uh, the old DK sports book pulled up. And I am, uh, oh, I should check on my baseball bets this morning. I was killing it with the props from the early game, so felt good about that. But NFL is where we are at. Um, I guess we could start with the Thursday night game, right? Everybody's going to be uh, watching that. I don't really, I don't, I don't, I don't love this game at all. Washington at home, favored by three and a half here against the Giants. We don't know what's up with Saquon Barkley. You got Taylor Heineke, who's now quarterback and for the football team. Over under on this one's like a 40 and a half. What was the last time you saw a 40 and a half uh, over under in the NFL right now? Holy shit. I, I wouldn't touch this game, would you? No. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a strong lean. Uh, I mean, divisional game, I'd probably take the three and a half, but I don't really feel strong about this. And they're kind of begging you to take the under here. I think a lot of people are going to be, oh, it's good. Short week and Barkley and Heineke coming over quarterback. Washington's good defense. Giants offense looked bad last week. So I think almost everyone's going to be on the under. Yeah. 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 And it'll finish up what, like, like 23 to 17. Yeah. Or, or yeah, it's 40 and a half. So it'll go like, yeah, 24, 17, <laughs> one point <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, Saints, Carolina Panthers. Here's one of another one of those weird lines. You had the Saints who absolutely annihilated the uh, the Green Bay Packers. You had the Panthers who won their game against the Jets, um, but yet still just a three and a half point favorite here. Saints are a road favorite um, for this one. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know about this one here either. Um, I, I think if I had to. If I had to lean somewhere right now, I, I think I would lean Saints, but I don't like it at all. Yeah, again, another divisional game as well. Those are always tricky. Um, yeah, I don't really have a strong lean here either. I know the Saints looked great last week against Green Bay on that neutral field in Jacksonville, but also, you know, it's it's a little tricky for them. So they had to play on the road they've been out of their element now they have to go on the road again they've been practicing in dallas still right yeah they've been practicing dallas so hmm, that's kind of interesting um i'm i kind of lean taking the three and a half oh you taking the taking the points with the panthers yeah nice 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 all right uh bengals bears here you go bears are a home favorite just two and a half points uh you know yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how the Bears are favored by you know over anybody, but you know Cincinnati's defense. Um, again, this line opened, I think it was like three and a half, which I would have been inclined to take the Bengals on that one now. Um, 
Ugh. Ugh. I, I still might take the Bengals in the points. Yeah. In this one. I like the Bengals, man. I think they win this game straight up. Uh, I know it's on the road and it's tough to back them. Um, but they were in control of that game against Minnesota. And I mean, the Bears with Dalton, uh, the Bears have issues in the secondary. So I think the Bengals will be able to exploit that. So um, I, I like the Bengals in this one. I think it'll be close. And, you know, this this would be it's the Andy Dalton revenge game. But if he, <laughs> if he loses, then that means we might get Justin Fields in week three. If he can't beat the Bengals, you got to yank him. I'm sorry. You have to. You have to yank him. You do. Um, which, you know, blows up my theory of Justin Fields coming in to rescue him for week four against the Lions. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember who they uh, who the Bears play in week three. It's another it's, – it's a tougher game. I kind of thought I, – I, you know, I was like, if the Bears are like, you know, one and two – or 0 and 3 going into week four against Detroit. Yeah, Andy Dalton plays that, you know, they, they either start fields outright or um, you know, Dalton plays the first quarter, he's ineffective, and then uh, and then they make that switch. But yeah, you're right. If they lose to the Bengals, you gotta make that switch earlier. You gotta. Um, all right, next one. Houston Texans visiting the Cleveland Browns. Minus 12 and a half. I'll say it, man. I hate laying double-digit points, but I'm taking the Browns and I'm laying the points on this one here because I think Houston is atrocious. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, it, it is a big spread, and the Browns pretty much controlled the game against the Chiefs. Uh, they just could not close it out. So, yeah, I think the Texans had their little Super Bowl win last week mm-hmm. and not going to happen this week. Browns defense has a much easier test this week. And I think, you know, we saw last year Jacksonville won week one and lost the rest of the way. I could see the Texans pulling that off. What would you, what do you think this spread would have been had the Texans gotten beat by the Jaguars um, last week and that the Browns ended up, uh, what you would call it, beating the, uh, beating the Chiefs? A little bit higher. The Texans higher. lost and the Browns won. Ah, uh, 14 or 15. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would have gotten a seventeen. I don't think it would have gotten a seventeen either. But it definitely fourteen and a half, fifteen sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Rams, Colts. Uh, this is one I was uh, I was I was talking about with with Jim Bowden on uh, on the Fantasy Alarm Show. This one seems all sorts of suspicious to me, right? I mean, the Rams looked great beating up the Bears, right? Matthew Stafford looked incredibly happy. Sean McVay looked incredibly happy. Um, you know, Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford are like best friends now. Um, you know, and so they win that game. The Colts lose to the Seahawks. You know, there's there's concern about Carson Wentz's foot. There's concern about injuries on the offensive line. I don't with, with all of that, I don't understand why this is only a three and a half point spread. Rams are on the road. They're still they're laying three and a half. You would think even as a road team, based on what we saw last week, that, you know, it would be, I don't know, four and a half, five, maybe kind of kind of push it like that. And then, uh, you know, so I look at this and I think that, that to me, this is this is Vegas saying, yeah, yeah, come on, take the Rams. I mean, all they have to do is win by three and a half. That's that's easy, right? I mean, you see how good they looked. I, I want the Colts in the point. 
Yeah, I agree with you on this one. I, I, when I saw it, uh, that's immediately what I thought. I was like, hmm, that line should be higher. And I know the Colts look bad, but we know how the NFL is. It's week to week. And they're home, uh, second straight home game. And Rams coming off a primetime game Sunday night where they look great. Uh, but even if they win, this could be a field goal game. So I'm going to take the points. Yeah, me too. Love that hook. Going to have to watch the line and make sure it doesn't move at all um, for that. Or just bet it now. Bet it now. Uh, Broncos visiting the Jaguars. Broncos beat up the Giants last week. Jaguars uh, looked atrocious. Uh, it's only a six-point spread here, though. Um, which side do you like? I want to say Jacksonville, but I have no reason to. So <laughs> I think Denver's pretty good. I think their defense is good. We saw Trevor Lawrence throw three interceptions. Um, and, you know, they they couldn't even handle the Texans. So um, I think Denver will have success running the ball. So I, I'm I'm going to take Denver. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to take the minus six. It's a tough one, right? It's a it tough is, because I could, this kind of feels like a trap in a way. It's on the road uh, in the humidity in Jacksonville. So, but I lean Denver right now. Yeah. Denver, with opening it up with two road games, you know, love taking Denver for their first home game. You know, teams come in, they don't get the altitude. Whatever. First yeah, they always game. do well at home in September. <laughs> always, always, right? You know, so I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe if I take the Jags here, and you know, and, and they surprise the the Broncos. But I love the Broncos defense. I think this is like, this is a Vic Fangio defense here, and I don't like the, I don't like Pat Shermer. I don't, I don't like the play calling for the Broncos. Um, so I was kind of hoping that you know, like they would end up zero and two. So that way, everybody would be like, oh, you know, the, the spread wouldn't be that crazy against the Jets. And then, you know, you just automatically take Denver no matter what for their first home game there. But it is against the Jets. And, uh, you know, Jacksonville just looked so shitty <laughs> in week one. I mean, they looked so bad. It's disheartening. It's just it's ruining my plans, Adam. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to back Jacksonville at this point. And the whole Urban Meyer shit, too, man. It just feels like he is not going to be there long at all. Nope, not at all. He's, he's like he's uh, he's this year's Steve Spurrier. Mm -hmm. Buffalo, Miami in Miami. Bills coming in. They're only laying three and a half uh, for this one. You know, we like the Miami defense. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs and company last week uh, didn't really look all that hot. You know, that looked like they were struggling. Obviously, they lost to Pittsburgh. So you have a lean either way here. Yeah, I lean towards the Bills. I think they bounced back in this spot. I know Miami won last week, but it wasn't really that impressive. Uh, so I just think it was a tough matchup for the Bills against the Steelers. Uh, they had, what, a block punt for a touchdown in that game, too. They just really struggled in the red zone. So I just think the Bills are the better team here. And. Uh, so I'm going to take them. They've been really good against the spread um, as road favorites the last couple of years as well. So I'm going to take the Bills here. All right, taking the Bills. I don't. I don't mind that pick at all. I think they bounce back as well. Uh, again, I'm not sold on on Tua either. I, I hear the Bills too. Uh, yardage 371 to 252 against the Steelers. So they pretty much 
move the football, but sacks, the block punt they mentioned, the turnover, yep. that's really what prevented them. And that shit's not happening a second time in a row. Patriots gets the Jets. Pats are on the road. They're laying six in this one. Mac Jones on the road for his, uh, you know, for his second start of his career. But it's the Jets who really just don't have the personnel uh, to keep up. I, you know, I mean, I don't like the six points, but I'm probably just going to lean Patriots just because I know the Jets don't have the personnel. They really don't. They lose Makai Becton on the offensive line. Um, their defensive line got riddled with injuries late in the uh, in the preseason. So, you know, their secondary is like they, get, they got like four rookies in the secondary when they go into dime packages. It's just it's not a it's not a good look. I mean, I'm not trying to be the sad sack Jets fan that I am. But from a betting standpoint, I mean, I just don't know why I don't take the Pats. Uh, everything points that way. It is that divisional game. Those always kind of worry me. Those always have a feel of being closer. But yeah, I mean, you would just think uh, coming off a loss too, uh, that this team would be better and the Jets definitely have some issues here, uh, especially in the trenches. So um, I would, yeah, I'll, I'll lean towards New England too, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I never bet on Jets games anyway. So, you know, the, the, the New England is just a lean. Not not not, not likely to bet it. New England could have won that game too if Damian Harris didn't fumble late. And that's something to keep an eye on. How do they treat Damian Harris in this game? I mean, Ramondre Stevenson fumbled too, and we didn't see him after that early in the game. So do we see a lot of James White? I don't <laughs> I know. You know, so. I saw a report in ESPN. It was Mike Rice, the the beat writer, um, who was saying something to the effect of uh, that that Damian Harris could be held back because of that fumble, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's like where where else do you go? Is Brandon Bolden still in the NFL? <laughs> is he still? Yeah. Is he suddenly I mean, oh, going to show think, up in New England? I think um, JJ Taylor. He wasn't active, right? But he was good in the preseason. Maybe they activate oh, him. Oh. So I mean, but I think James White obviously is still. They they used him last week with Mac Jones. He had the personal stuff going on last year. So I think James White uh, will will be I think his role is pretty solidified. I know it's tough week to week. You you don't want to count on him, but, you know, he's good for catching several passes, even though this looks like a game script they play from ahead. But uh, very interested to watch this backfield. Very interested to watch this backfield. It's it, it'll never be the same two weeks in a row, Adam. He'll never, he'll, he'll never see, you know, I, I don't think the I don't think the, the, the Patriots have had a, a, a steady full-time bell cow running back. Um, it was Corey Dillon, the last one, or was it maybe was Corey Dillon before or after Robert Edwards? Um, can't remember the order. Huh. But I mean, name me a bell cow running back for the New England Patriots, uh, you know, since. Yeah, they usually don't have one. No, they do not. Uh, 49ers got backfield issues. Uh, they just signed Trent Cannon. I don't know what the fuck that means for, um, you know, you got Elijah Mitchell, you got Jamichael Hasty, you got Trey Sermon, and now you got Trent Cannon coming back in a, in, in a, in a few weeks. So probably like, Five or six weeks, uh, you've got 
Uh, Jeff Wilson going to rear his ugly head. Niners on the road. They're laying three to the Eagles. Where's your lean? I lean towards San Fran. Uh, I mean, maybe Philly's better than we think, but it was Atlanta, and they were in control. San Fran had the big lead against Detroit, let it get close. Uh, but I think the lines for San Francisco are pretty good, uh, offensive, defensive line. So I- I'm going to take San Fran. Taking San Fran. Um, yeah, I probably would. I mean, just I like Debo Samuel a lot. I think I think uh, the the Eagles, um, the Eagles secondaries uh, is is bleh, right. Like, no bueno on the uh, you know Darius Slay is. You know, he's definitely not the same who he used to be. Steven Nelson's like, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't know. Rodney McLeod might miss this game too. So that's a, that's a tough one there. I like your lean on the, uh, on the Niners. I might go with that. Um, Steelers Vegas uh, going up here in Pittsburgh. Steelers are laying five and a half. I feel like that's my lean on this one. Steelers always, you know, it's so funny. Big Ben plays better at home. The defense plays better at home. Um, you know, I don't necessarily – I think the, the Raiders played, you know, a huge game. I think it's more inclined for the Raiders to to come back down to earth after beating the uh, the Ravens than it is the Steelers who beat the Bills. So I'm, kinda, I'm going on the, uh, you know, I'm laying the five and a half and taking Pittsburgh. I'm not sure yet because Pittsburgh has a tendency to play, play down the level of competition. Uh, Raiders were six and two on the road last year. The last four games between these teams, the Raiders have covered. I thought the Steelers offense didn't look good, especially Ben Roethlisberger. Um, but you are right. It's a short week for the Raiders traveling to the East Coast um, for an early game. So I guess I lean to the Steelers, but I don't feel great about it because I just the Steelers, when it looks like, yeah, they're going to have, they just never do it. They just play down the level of competition. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting thought. Vikings, Cardinals, uh, Cardinals are at home. They absolutely whooped up. They're only a three and a half point favorite against the Vikings who uh, dropped an overtime game here to the, uh, to the Bungles. Um, do you have a lean on this one? I lean the Cardinals. Uh, I know it kind of seems easy, right? Oh, yeah, they looked great last week. Minnesota lost to Cincinnati, but I think there are some issues there. And this offense, when Kyler Murray is healthy, is ridiculous. And we did see the defense for Arizona look really good last week uh, with Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons. Uh Vikings are 0-8 against the spread in the last eight games, man. And 0-4 against the spread in the last four on the road. Really? Yeah. Say goodnight, Minnesota. <laughs> or, or it means they're <laughs> or, or the great analysis. Well, they're due. Oh, that's you know that's my favorite. <laughs> you know that's my favorite. They're they're due. That's the rationale you want. <laughs> Falcons Bucks. Here's another big Mama Luke spread. It's uh, it's twelve and a half here. Uh, the Bucks at home favored. Two home games in a row here, man. Two home games in a row. 
Yeah, that's what happens. You win the Super Bowl, right? You get that treatment. You do get that. Well, I think it's, it's Brady gets that treatment no matter what. Right? Shit. Um, I mean, listen, I think the Falcons are, are, are bad. I think they struggle. I, I worry about that offensive line. I, I you know, I, I'll no bet this one because I'm so all in on the on the Browns covering the spread that I, I would never in a million years take double digit points, you know, uh, you know, in, in, in two games for the week. I can't do it. I, that I won't do. Um, if I'm leaning here, though, I'm leaning Bucks. Oh, let's see. Hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I might take the points here. Yeah, you which is tough to do. Together, they get it's back. really tough. Yeah, I mean, they they could cover this. They could lose by ten, right? I mean, can they be as bad <laughs> as they were last week? I don't know if they could be as bad as they were last week, and. So I'd expect them to be better. And Tampa Bay, I mean, I know it was Dallas in their offense, but, man, they could have easily lost that game, man. And they also – it could be a look-ahead game. Week three, they play the Rams. Tampa. So yeah. Are they, they looking that far ahead to, 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 you know, for the Rams, or are they still eyeballing this game in New England? Uh, isn't that like – is that week four or five? I thought it was a little later, but I think it was like week six or yeah, seven. That's more Brady than the team. Uh, that team is Tom Brady. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, the Rams, you know, people are talking up the Rams, like especially with Stafford now. So they might like like, oh, OK, yeah, that's the team. All right. Well, well, let's see what you got against us. Not me, man. Not me. I'm, staring, actually, at Mac, I'm staring at Mac Jones. And actually, Brady had one of his worst games last year against the Rams. They lost. But in uh, was that their last loss? I think it was to the Rams in November. Maybe. Wait, no. Did they? They did they cruise down the stretch? They did, right? Didn't they win? Let me see. I thought they that might have been their last uh, loss. So that's it. So they're looking past the Falcons. They're like, ah, oh, it's just the fucking Falcons. Like, my Matt Ryan's done. <laughs> <laughs> we double oh, no, team Ridley. We're see. fine. Yeah, I think that was the last. No, they lost to the Chiefs the week later. Oh, okay. So they lost to the Rams 27-24. They lost to the Chiefs. And then I don't think they lost the rest of the year, right? Yeah. Ah, man, do I really? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you, hmm. you don't need a lean here. You can just say pass and we'll yeah, move I'll on pass. to the next game. I'll pass. All right. Cowboys, Chargers. Oh, see, here's the, this is the thing that. It's so funny fighting with uh, with Mish when we discuss picks. It's so funny. Like he's automatically wants to take Dallas because the Chargers are just you know they're that team, right? I mean they're home favorites. They, they never cover the spread, right? But like you know you put them on the road uh, as a as a you know as a as a as an underdog, and they always find a way to do it. Like it's just he, he's so funny about it here. Um, Dallas against the Chargers, uh, Chargers home favorites by three and a half. You're the you're the resident Cowboys fan. I'll give you uh, first dibs. I take points, especially three and a half. I mean, Dallas went in to Tampa Bay and could have won that game. And they probably should have on the road opening night Super Bowl celebration. I mean, if Greg Zerline, you know, hits a kick, maybe they win that case of all people to miss those kicks. Right. Yeah, man. 
Um, I know he was banged up and everything, but still, man, you can't miss those kicks, especially when you're playing Tampa. So I would take the three and a half. I think probably comes down to where's the ball last because I no doubt Chargers are putting up points in this game. I mean, Dallas is just a mess defensively, and it doesn't help that Demarcus Lawrence is out and Randy Gregory is probably out. Um, you know, Collins suspended. So, and the Chargers got a really good offensive line. Uh, so, and we saw what they did last week against Washington. He was, Herbert was well protected. He had 337 uh, passing yards. Allen went off. Mike Williams went off. The Dallas defense was shredded last week. Uh, you know, they, Cowboys moved the ball and held, held it for a bit, but Tampa Bay just marched down the field. So, this is obviously going to be a shootout. You're going to love it for fantasy, but I would take the three and a half. I think this could be a field goal game. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas won this game. All right. I'm taking the Chargers. Okay. I'm just going to do it. I got to go against Mesh on this one here. We'll see if we can make it a pick in either the Super Contest or the Golden Nugget, but I doubt. I doubt he'll let me. <laughs> and I'm good. I'd only be doing it to aggravate him. So that's not how you're supposed to bet. Titans on the road, getting five and a half in Seattle. Give me Tennessee. Bounce back game. Bounce back game. Both defenses are terrible, dude. Yeah. Look, Tennessee cannot be as bad as they were last week. I just don't see it. Uh, Julio Jones was called out. They have to make adjustments. Their offensive line was a mess. I just don't see them playing that bad again. So uh, there will be points put up in this game. Uh, The total is, what, 54 and a half? Jeez. Um, yeah, no, so this yeah. listen, I like the over in this. I think it goes back and forth, and I like the Titans with the points. I think this this comes down to a last second field goal. Yeah, they they bounce back, they play way better. And again, people just look at this. Oh, Seattle five and a half. Tennessee was embarrassed last week against Arizona. Seattle won on the road. Yeah, give me Seattle. No, it's again, you gotta forget you can't overrate one week. There's going to be every NFL team is going to look great on a certain week and look awful and not show up. Doesn't mean it's going to happen the next week unless you're one of the worst teams in the NFL. And maybe the Titans are, but I don't. I think they'll make some adjustments here and they'll be better this week. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm with you. Can't argue it. Chiefs, Ravens, Sunday night football. Uh, Chiefs are on the road laying three and a half here. Man, I got to tell you, man, I, you know, Casey could win this game, but if they do, they're, they're going to win it by a point. Like, I, I think it's it's that kind of a game. Um, I know that 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 the Ravens are, are really missing losing Marcus Peters. Um, but I think that they can just at least keep this one close here. And uh, and and yeah, so I'm taking the Ravens and the points. I think I'm going Kansas City. Um, that offensive line for Baltimore is a problem right now. Uh, they got to Lamar Jackson quite a bit. And I, I look, I think they'll be better at home. That was a tough spot on the road. First game, Vegas had fans. But um, the Chiefs just find ways to win games. Again, they should have lost to Cleveland. What happens? They win the game. So, uh, yeah, I think Baltimore has some issues in the secondary, the offensive line. Um, so... I'm going to lean towards Kansas City. Leaning towards KC. All right. No problem there. Um, I like being on the opposite side of that with you. Didn't you say you were taking the Chiefs over the Browns last week? 
No, I was on the Browns, bro. We do a. Uh, uh, are you sure? Uh, are you dude, sure? it's documented. Go serious X amount of man. We do an underdog every Thursday night. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Who was it I was talking to that was that was all in on Kansas City against the Browns? Maybe it was maybe. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was Mish. Mish didn't want to take it for the uh, for the 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 super contest. I wanted to take the Browns and the points. Yeah, I argued I was, with him on that one. Yeah, I was all over the Browns. I was like, I think they have a shot to win. I forgot your 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 fight with Fensty. <laughs> well, we all so it's now Fensty and Pemba and me, and we all won. I mean, Fensty was soft and took. Oh, let me get the Dolphins plus three. You know. Taking a three-point line. And I understand there wasn't a lot of big lines last week, but come on, bro. And then Pemba took uh, Raiders plus four and a half. Ah, so all, all the, we all took won. the Monday night dog, huh? Yeah. So we all won. Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, we should tie this into the uh to the pie bet. Jim wants to wants to bring back the pie bet. Maybe you guys should um you guys should do your bet. <laughs> and then the 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 loser has to join the pie bet the ne- the following week. Well, for now the lo- loser gets shamed and like they have to be silent and take a bunch of insults hurled at them. Yeah, well, I think a pie in the face would be a lot better, eh. or at least just the chance of getting pie in the face. You guys can shame each other as long as it's fancy that gets the pie in the face. I'm good. You're afraid of it. <laughs> You're afraid of the pie. I got no, you. No, I'm not. I because I could just eat it when I'm done, right? That is. And true. I'm sure there's plenty of women who would be like, "Yeah, I'll do that for you." See, you get your 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 revolving door of ladies coming through, and then one of them gets to like pie you at the end of it. Today, I get a text from an ex. Hey, my someone I work with, their dad plays in your fantasy league. I'm like, okay, and I don't know who it is. She gave me a name. I'm like, I don't know. I'm in a lot of leagues. I don't know that name. <laughs> it's Billy Hayes. Nah, I can't be. No way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more game here. <laughs> hey, what's up, Billy? How you doing, man? Lions on the road facing the Packers. 11 and a half points is the spread. Uh, Packers are, are giving 11 and a half. Um, I do not believe what I saw with the Packers this past week against the Saints. And I certainly don't think that the Lions offense, like, I don't know what happened to that Niners defense. But again, here's another big point spread. And I probably won't take it because I'm taking the Browns. But, uh, man, I'd, I'd lay 11 and a half here for the Packers over the Lions. I think the Lions are trash. Yeah, I would too. It seems like a spot where they'll bounce back, put up big points. We'll forget about last week. They're home. Uh, one concern is, again, it is a divisional game, and the Lions have had games in recent seasons where they have played well. There was a game last year where the Packers won 31-24. It was in Detroit, though, in December. I think they had to come from behind, but the home game was in September, and Green Bay won 42-21. Um, so, yeah, I think I would lean towards Green Bay. I'm afraid, though, when we see the money, that a lot of it's going to be on Green Bay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is just going to, once the, you know, once this line goes up, once this, this line goes up over 12 and a half, it's a no bet. I, I, I won't touch it. Oh, right? my God. I'm just, you know what the Thursday game is next week? Thursday next week? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Panthers, Texans, baby. Panthers laying four on the road. Yeah. Sammy Darnold. 
It's going to throw for, for 332 yards and four touchdowns. Fucking Texans. They're so bad. Wow. Chiefs Chargers week three. Jeez, the Chiefs open up with the Browns, Ravens, and Chargers. Wow. It's a tough schedule, right? Yeah. Tough, tough schedule. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, who, wait, wait, who does Tampa play in this week? This week they have Atlanta. They're dogs against the Rams in week three, the early line. Rams dogs are dogs by against one and a half. Them. Wow. Wow. Very interesting. Oh, you get your Cowboys on Monday Night Football yes. against the Eagles I, next I like week. That. I like that. Oh. I can't wait to talk to a very depressed Adam Ronis. Nah, nah. As we record Monday night after football. <laughs> I had to go on air after they lost to Tampa on Thursday. I got through it. Because <laughs> I kind of, once Brady got the ball, I'm like, yeah, that's it. It's over. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, we're done. That was in the first quarter you said that, too. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we go, man. That's uh, that's an early lean on the lines. Uh, if we've got some thoughts and stuff like that as the week goes on, we'll obviously grab it to you. Um, and that's uh, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Big thanks to everybody out there for liking and subscribing. Adam, always a pleasure to get a chance to hang with you. And I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up. And we'll catch you next time.